Hey, I'm your host, Lamar L.A. Smith, and welcome to another episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast. Today, I'm with Warner Trio, the host of the State in the Big podcast. He's also my business partner and mentor. So I'm not going to lie. I have a confession. Warner and I have only known each other for like three weeks, but it feels like three months. Uh, (laughs) Consistently there for me, like we talk every day. It it's weird how much we know about each other in a short amount of time. And for those of you watching and know anything about the Bachelor franchise, Chris Harrison has nothing on. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, man. It, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You didn't get the inside joke, but we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Today's episode, we're going to talk about, I, I think, a topic that we both enjoy, and that's money so I only know this because of our previous conversations but you know you weren't always you know the Warner you are now like obviously right. there was a path to get to where you got in general so I want to know my first question is how was your relationship with money growing up that's a great question that's a great first question by the way um, uh, I I didn't so growing up, I, I, I don't know that I knew I was poor. I, I thought that was normal. I, would, I thought my lifestyle was normal. Um, every year I went to a new school and I thought that was just my dad being diverse. My dad would always say, dude, this is just a new, a new, uh, a new chapter. This is just a new, new ways to explore and, and create friendships. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, that's just, that's what I, that's the story he told me. And I thought that was important because he hid the reality of what our financial situation was. And so growing up, I, I didn't have that concept of finances or, or, or this notion of what I conceived stability to be. Um, until I got older and I, I had a fend for myself and move out and go to college, I started to realize damn, we was broke, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> we was struggling, man. Uh, I grew up, you know, eating block cheese from the government. If you don't know what that is, it, you, it looks like cheddar. It ain't cheddar, man. It's this big old block of yellow cheese, but it made the best quesadillas. Um, and, you know, wick, we were on wick, so we'd get hella cereal. <laughs> we'd, get the, we'd get this it, it was bran flakes. It wasn't even corn flakes. It was bran flakes by Quaker. Like it was nasty, man. Um, but I didn't, there was no notion of money. I didn't know what it meant. I, I would just get it and spend it. That's all I ever knew. You get money, you spend money. It was very transactional. Um, as I grew older, I started to see, man, I, I one of the best advices I ever got actually was, uh, I don't remember who told me this, but, but prior to being in finances, I wanted to do real estate. And someone in real estate told me, look at what the poor people buy and don't buy it. Look at what the poor people wear and don't wear it. Look at what the poor people watch on TV and don't watch it. And the biggest impact was my family was poor. So 
all they ever saw was this was the, the this was it was it was news news and more news and then they always we always had the best gear i was geared up in high school i was like hey i had the new jays i got the air force ones and slick white i had the michelin s throwback like so it was just like i had a cut i it's not that those things are bad but it was just like why am i wasting why am i wasting so much money trying to look like i'm worth something when i'm struggling financially so my biggest attachment was my the biggest lesson learned in that in that journey or in that process was money is not just money is not just an item it's a language and if you want to master money you got to know the language and so so that's where my journey into finances be, be begun because it was just like how do i understand money how do i compound money how do i grow money and the biggest question of all you can't do any of those if you don't make money <laughs> so it's just like this journey on 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 right on okay how, how do i make money and so that's that was what my upbringing taught me was just kind of like okay this is this is why we were poor because we didn't have these principles in 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 place and through entrepreneurship and my mentorship you know shout out to Christopher Schleiman was they taught me how to i was i learned how to manage money i learned how money works i learned i learned the nuances behind it and yeah that was a great question <laughs> Uh, thanks. I mean, I learned a little bit, you know, taking journalism for six years. <laughs> but uh, so I, I think the funny point that you said that you didn't know, because I know me growing up, I kind of had a similar notion. Like I remember yeah. one time, I think I went to school and told kids that we were rich or something like that. And my mom was like, why would you do that? And I was like, yeah. I have everything I need. Like I got yeah. food, I got clothes on my back. Like like what what else do i need so right. <laughs> it's funny how like kids perceptions of money kind of you know adjust things a little bit yeah but uh at all at any time it didn't feel like there was a a burden as you got older or was it any any time like it was in the back of your head it's funny cuz that's a it's funny because uh i i never had a game console mm -hmm. ever ever i they gave me a nintendo 64 once but it had no games and as soon as i told my dad if he could buy me games he sold it but but i thought it was oh it was it's like a my i grew up in a pastoral home so i thought oh this is a church thing right like it's bad to pay video games or it's it's a it's they're trying to teach me a deeper lesson behind this right but those all of those things were like i'll give you another example i didn't have I didn't have um, what what I didn't have traditions. Like I didn't grow up with like every Christmas we open the gifts in the morning, or for my birthday I'm gonna have these pancakes every. Like you know, that didn't hit me until college. As embarrassing as that is, uh, I got to I got to I got to uh, you know Azusa Pacific where I did my undergrad, and a lot of my friends were like summer vacations, winter vacations, family vacations graduation vacations i'm like damn like y'all go out a whole lot man and, and they're like, i wish one of the things i remember i remember i remember telling uh you know uh i called her my sister just so that people never thought we dated so we were just Makes like sense. we just told each other we were we were siblings um she she once asked me the question she's like uh which which island's your favorite island in hawaii and i was like i've never been to hawaii 
And she's like, Who, who's never been to Hawaii? And I was like, I, at that, what it this told guy? me was just, right, well, well, yeah, but my reality was I grew up in the hood. I grew up yeah. in the inner city. All I ever knew was, was wake up, go to school, go to the park, come back home and repeat. It, it was either that or, or, or like gang life or drug life or whatever. So it was like ball or bang, right? But then I got to college and I was like, no, there's a whole world out there. And then I realized, oh, I wasn't exposed to that because of the finances. So, so immediately my hunger was, I got to understand this financial game so that I can enjoy the other parts of life. All right. So I know you talked about the church background a little bit. Yeah. Is, was that was that a, a factor in you going to Azusa Pacific University? <laughs> I so APU is a small school, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in 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 comparison to everything else that's around here in LA. Um, I didn't even know APU existed until I was ready to transfer from the JUCO. Um, I was trying to look for a school to go play soccer at and transfer out of. And, and it was either out of state, you know, NAIA schools out of state. And I was like, I don't want to go out of state. I just didn't want to. And a good friend of mine goes, uh, go to APU. And then another really good friend of mine, uh, Louis, which, you know, yeah. he, he entered APU, but he wanted to be a pastor. I thought APU was a Bible school. And oh, then, wow. uh, and then, uh, they have a the they're known for their theology department but it's 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 a full academic it's a full university and and then i find out they got a soccer team i find out it's a full-fledged university and and that's how i knew about it but it's not it, it, i never wanted to pursue anything to do with church to this day i'm just like nah i'm good man oh that's pretty funny that's pretty funny <laughs> I mean, I guess you just kind of like stumbled upon it, essentially. I, I, I think, uh, you know how in work you put in overtime for like hours? I think mm -hmm. in church, I already put in all my hours. Like, <laughs> I maxed out my... <laughs> oh, we already got like, when in high school, we got to do community service, the amount of hours that you already got all of them. <laughs> I already got all of them. I got extra. If you want some, I got you. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> So like about your experience at APU, obviously at college, no one knows what they're doing half the time, especially when it comes to money. Uh, yeah. You just buy stuff because you want it, not always because you need it. Sometimes, but it really, that's really the whole explanation right there. Like even if you're hungry, like, oh, let's get pizza. You may have yeah. 28 bucks in your account, and uh, the big piece of that everybody in the squad wants is 24. You like, well, I guess I'm just going to buy this pizza. We're going to walk $4 for the next week. Yeah. So what was your money management skills like in college? Uh, they were non-existent. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how I got through college. I don't know how I ate, man. I was broke. Um, my first semester in college, actually, my first semester when I transferred, I slept in my car that first semester. So three months, I just slept in my, I lived in my car. And I used to go to, I used to go to the local 24 hour fitness to go shower and stuff. But nobody knew that. Nobody knew that. I didn't, I didn't see it as it was bad, man. I, I kind of like looking back, like there, I didn't, I didn't struggle if that made sense. But that was only something that I could have experienced in college. Like if that happened right now, best know I'd be depressed, right? Um, 
but <laughs> as I, some of you guys are gonna uh, some of you guys are gonna laugh, but I was really good at making friendships. And the one thing with college is you got to make friendships with freshmen. You want to know why? They got swipes. <laughs> and if you if you don't know what a swipe is, that's because they got a meal plan. So they got so many. They got so many swipes. They 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 oversell you on the meal plan. Yeah, so you got do. more than enough. So I I would be like I'd I'd have like this list of thirty freshmen. Hey, you got swipes? Hey, let me swipe today. And so I'd recycle them every month. So. So individually, it doesn't you hit look like I once. You hit everybody yeah. once, but once. You're really hitting them thirty times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a see. We just put you on game. So like, if you if you need some swipes and you got a struggle out there, like, don't be ashamed of making your thirty list, your top thirty. Hey, top, your top thirty <laughs> I would list. Say, look, make make a top thirty, and every time. Freshmen look up to upperclassmen. Yeah, help them out, because then the, sometimes they'll they'll do you a favor and give you two swipes in a month. That's that's sixty meals, man. That's big time. I I ain't good at math, but I know what two times thirty is. That's 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 big time. <laughs> I didn't. I never even looked at it like that because I mean, I won't even say I was spoiled, but I had the privilege of being on campus all my four years at UK. And like I always had a limited meal plan because like we was already getting financial aid and yeah. I was already like using scholarship money and stuff for all of that. So mom was like, well, you already did. You might as well just, you know, get unlimited meal swipes. And I'm like, <laughs> well, mom got to eat. So why not? Like we'll yeah. worry about the other stuff later. So that, yeah. that that's a good point that you say that. So definitely got to, like I said, got to put other people onto that. <laughs> so... Now we're going to slightly shift gears. And I had this question already mapped out for days, for like a week. Because you say this yeah. all the time, and I kind of know what it means. But I feel like everyone listening to this will really, really, really want to hear this. And they need to hear this. Okay. What do you mean by your mantra, life by design, not by default? Ooh, I'm glad you asked that question, man. I, When you grow up, in with a scarcity and it's not that we grew up with a scarcity mindset is we grew up in scarcity like <laughs> there was no extra it was like it was always just enough you live a life by default by default we lived in the hood by default i went to a bad school by default i had to go to a junior college my parents didn't have money for tuition my parents didn't have the resource to put me in club sports my parents didn't have the resource to you know, put me in the best neighborhoods. My parents didn't have to reach, like it was a, always a lack of resources. Therefore we had a default to what, 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 what I had. So the one thing I promised myself was to live a life by design, which meant what? What does that mean, Lamar? Well, it meant I'm gonna design the life I want. And I'm, I'm gonna get real with you because this was, it's, it's, to this day, it's real in my life. My design is I don't wanna put my kids through the crap that I went through. I don't want my kids to ever have the slightest notion of what it is to not have enough. I had a steal. I was geared up in high school because I stole. I used to steal. I used, that was my hustle. I used to go steal. And I used to do crime just to look good. Like, that's how, that's how it was. Like, that, that's just how it was. Thank God I never got into slanging. But, like, I had, 
no, like I was like, yo, I gotta go steal this jersey. I gotta go steal these shoes. I gotta. So then you wonder why crime rate is so high in these neighborhoods, right? So I just thought to myself as I got older, you're not gonna, you're gonna, you you can't live like that. So I gotta create something that I gotta do for myself. I wanna create a life where I can drive what I want, go where I want, work on my time, work around people who I want to work with, like. I don't want to be at a job where I hate going. I hate the hours. They don't like me. They don't give me the raise. They don't pay me the money I want. And I'm working with people I hate. That's like the worst life to me. So it's a life by design. And since the age of 27 till today, I'm in this journey of creating my life by design. Because the last thing I want is to grow old and say I don't have more time. Yeah. I have the energy now. I have... I have the mentorship around me now. I have a team around me now. I have the right vehicle. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go all in. And I, 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 in my, one of my, last, my most recent posts, I said, in order to be, in order to be balling, you got to be all in. I do remember that. I do remember that. No, that's a, that's a great point. Like I kind of get it to an extent because you kept saying it all the time when we were talking like the last Either you would say it directly or you say it indirectly in some way. The last couple of yeah. times we talked, I was like, think that's what it means, but <laughs> why, you know, why guess when you can just ask the source himself? Yeah. All right, all right. So next, it goes back into, you know, living your life by design. How, how, yeah. how did coming up with your first business plan change your life? I don't know if I had a business plan. I didn't, that's a good question because I was always hungry, motivated, ambitious, a go-getter, all of those things, right? I, I, I would feed myself like, like Tony Robbins and Les Brown and Grant Cardone and, and Jim Rohn. And I was just constantly like putting that in my head. I didn't know what it was to put down a I didn't know what it was to journal. I didn't know what it was to put a business plan. I didn't even know what type of business I wanted. I just knew I didn't want to do corporate my whole life. And so it was not until I met my mentor. And, and funny story, I was working corporate at the time as a designer. I was doing landscape and hardscape design. And, and I thought I was making 80000 before taxes. So after I was single, well, I'm still single, but you know, when you're single in California, you get taxed up the wazoo. So I was really taking home like 55 or 60K. But um, I get asked by, by my mentor and he goes, how much money do you make? And I tell him 80,000. And check this out. He goes, is that in a good month or is that in a bad month? I said, <laughs> what you mean? I said, what, 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 what do you even mean? I'm like, that's a year. And so he tells me, it takes you a whole year to make that. This is what that gave me. It gave me perspective. Why do I say that? I didn't know to put together a plan. I didn't know how to plan. I didn't know how to schedule. I didn't know what to read. I didn't know anything. But when I met someone who was playing the game at that level, you know what, I, what, what else came with it? The, I asked him, yo, like, can I, what do you do? And how do I do that? And he showed me. This is what that did. It opened the door for me to a whole new opportunity. It opened the door for me to mentorship that I didn't have. Even though if you would have told me four years ago, I'd be in the financial industry, I'd be like, nah, bro, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> but I didn't know anything. It's like, well, it's either, it's either I open the, new, the door to something new or I, or I remain in the cycle. So I knew I wanted to break the cycle. 
So I tell you, if you're listening, hey, dude, are you going to be a financial, are you going to be a financial blessing to your family? Or are you going to be a financial burden to your family? At that point in time, I was a financial burden. So I was like, okay, how do I change this? And so for me, what changed was, was not necessarily my plan. It was someone that knew how to plan that taught me how to plan. Because I didn't know it. And by the way, stop trying to figure things out on your own. Go find a mentor. You know why? Because they've done this for 20 years. And so that was the biggest thing. The biggest lesson I learned was find someone who's built the life. My mentor lives a life the way he wants to live it. Think about that. He lives where he wants to live. He married who he wanted to marry. He goes wherever the hell he wants. He drives whatever the hell he wants. That's powerful. That is powerful. Like, like when, when, when my parents came to this country, that's the dream that they had. It wasn't, oh yeah, I hope my son gets a good nine to five so that he barely makes his bills. No, it was that I live a life that was limitless, a life that was to my liking. And that's what mentorship brought to me was, okay, I can teach you how to plan. I can teach you how to, how to schedule. I can teach you all those things because I had no clue. So for me, first and foremost was finding a mentor that can teach me those things. Because even a plan, I can teach you how to plan. But if you're not in the financial industry, it may look different from what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's true. So find a mentor. Find someone that's in your industry that's winning in your industry. Don't just go around and ask, I'm going to ask my mom. I'm going to ask my cousin. Bro, that's, it, break the cycle. There's a reason why everybody's stuck in the same place. You keep asking the same people. That's a good point that you say that because... I kind of learned this through writing my book, but I kind of think I already knew it. So people, well, the old adage of history of time is that, you know, the wisest people are always the oldest people. Hmm. And there is some, you know, truth to that to an extent because of certain life experiences that you'll have more than other people sometimes just because you've been on the earth longer. But because of how technology is set up, due to you know the different advances that we have going on in general yeah you gain credibility through creation like the more that you've done far as creating and actually taking action into these things that you want to do gives you more credibility than someone who's just you know been here a long time like the user for example there's probably some 45 year old you know literature professor out there who's teaching people about, you know, how books are set up, you know, conflict and, uh, and cause and effect and all of that, right? And there's a lot of professors, nothing against them, that they know a lot about a subject, but they haven't yeah. taken that step at the highest level. You see it in business school yeah. all the time. Like I said, nothing against anybody, but it's just the truth. That's, that's, like, that's like, yeah. So there's nothing that a literature professor who's talking about writing books that hasn't written a book can tell me when I've already written a book. Like I know what that process looks like. I know how to publish it, et cetera. So that's where the disconnect people don't realize is starting to become in our society. Yeah. It's a, it's patience. Isn't lack of activity. Patience is okay. I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to, I always teach this. Fail fast, fail now, fail often. It's the only way you're going to learn. Failure is the prerequisite to success. The problem is that college teaches you, you cannot fail. You cannot try again. You got to like, you, you, you're, it's, it's programming us. 
okay, I, I need I need my teacher to approve of this. I mean, I need somebody else's approval. I cannot fail. And then you get to life and life is the total opposite. The life is telling you this, you don't need nobody's approval and you need to go fail. And it's just like, wait, 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 what? I just had 22 years of programming and it told me because the complete opposite. And I think that's the biggest disconnect. It's like, hey guys, you gotta go fail. Don't stop getting this feed. Cause I remember when I first, I mean, shoot, dude, I fell every day. But like when I first failed in business, I just felt like my heart just sunk. And then I started to realize I got to fail again tomorrow. And then after that, and it's just, it, you become to callous that. So for you out there, if you, if there's a book that you want to read, is there a podcast that you want to do? If there's a business you want to start dude, go out and get advice from someone who's one in that industry, not from someone who failed in it. And they're going to share all your failures about you. That's like, having that aunt and uncle that went through a divorce and all they ever talk about was how bad relationships are. And it's just like, no, what? Like my mom and dad have been married for forever. <laughs> and they're, it's not brutal with them. So it's just like, be very mindful of who the conversation is being had with. Cause I think surrounding yourself with winners changes your conversation. What is it? I don't know if I'm saying this quote correctly, but it reminded yeah. me of something that someone told me at my job. Like when I worked at the gym, like, think like a year or two ago and yeah. someone said that you can't base your success on someone else's failures I don't know if that's the correct big quote, facts but essentially like because someone else failed at a particular area that doesn't mean that you are going to fail in that same area or yeah it in a certain area that doesn't mean that you're going to succeed like your paths are different you're two completely di different people you think completely different yeah how many NBA players wrote in their elementary school drawings that they would, they're going to be NBA players when they grow up? And they just probably got laughed at. Like, no, nah, that's impossible. Choose something realistic. And yeah, it was just like, no. Nah. It's just like, dude, just because you didn't make it don't mean I can't make it. That's true. That's true. All right. Before we get into the games, I have to ask you, you dropped a lot of knowledge, a lot of gems. If you had one thing that you can give as far as like advice to college students about yeah. any way that they can have a more, have more of a positive relationship with money, what would your advice yeah. be? Wow. <laughs> you can't save money if you don't make money. Big facts. Like you can't, you can't think about building if you ain't even laid down the concrete yet you ain't even laid down the rebar and the foundation yet and one of the biggest foundations about finances is not how much knowledge you know is but it's like can you do you even have anything to allocate do you even have anything to grow from so be be liquid as fast as you could what do i mean by that have some money go out and make some money like if you got to go polish some shoes to make a quick buck go do that stay afloat right the first thing they teach you when you're in an airplane, they say, hey, if, if worst case scenario would occur, and the, the they, they literally say, put on your masks first. Before then you help, someone. help somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put on your mask first. A big part of money is, hey, put on your mask first. Like, stop worrying about, oh, but this is not aligned with my career or my dream. Dude, put on your mask. Like, you're literally suffocating yourself with thoughts. You're inundating yourself with these these alter ideas when it's just like dude go make a hundred bucks today watch that change the way you think because if you're if you're if you're able to breathe you're able to think with more clarity and a big part of it is just like 
sometimes breathing in life and we're talking about money here sometimes breathing is just having a couple bucks in your pocket like that it, it it helped change my perspective and money isn't everything it, it it really isn't but it's up there with oxygen yeah it, it definitely is a game changer to like your way of thinking of money life the whole nine like you said it isn't everything obviously there's a lot yeah. of people have amazing lives that only make like 50k a year it's all depending on like how you look at life and how you're able to work things in your favor even save money money or right. you know, move things in your favor but it's important to understand this language and how to leverage it in your favor regardless of however much money you yeah for sure all right so we're going to get into the games i got two 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 for you normally i do one but i got two for you all right all right First, we're going to do something, segment that I call Welcome to the Dinner Table, right? Okay. So, if you could have dinner with five people, mm. dead or alive, five entrepreneurs, yeah. who would it be? It has to be entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs or like anyone in the business world. Okay. Uh, Elon Musk. Um, the Rock, to me, is an entrepreneur. Um, Kobe Bryant. What? Kobe Bryant was an entrepreneur, um, Patrick, but David and Gianluca Vacci. Mm, so the five, it's even that's thinking fair. about this. Uh, I already got it, man. <laughs> it's going to happen. Right. All right. All right. The next one is this or that. So this or mm. that rags the riches edition. Got it. All right. Living in DC or living in LA. Cause you said you lived in the DC area for a little bit. Oh, LA. I thought it was easy, but I just wanted to, you know, throw my city yeah. out there a little bit. All right. Oodles and noodles or rice around? Oh, oodles and noodles, man. I don't think West Coast knows what oodles and noodles is. Yeah, oodles and noodles. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. <laughs> All right. House parties or bars? I like the bar scene. Oh, house parties. You know more people. Yeah. It's just house parties yeah. always hit different. Yeah. Always hit different. Like, the only this time I would in, say bars Back in are, college, by the way. Yeah, back in college. Like, yeah. now I'm like... I, now, yeah. I, no, I not at all. <laughs> but, like, back in college, I would say the only time bars were more, better than, the, like, house parties was in Arizona. And that's because Arizona is like a... This is, like, just a different place. <laughs> yeah. It's just different. Not in Kentucky, though. All right. Oatmeal cream pies or Rice Krispie treats? Hmm. Oatmeal. Oatmeal pies. Same, same. I don't like I don't like the rice krispie treats. In and out or Chick-fil-A? Huh, they're different. I, I like know. both. I know. That's why I just threw them together just to change uh, it up. if I had to choose, wow. That's a that's a that's a hard one. Um whew, I'd say Chick-fil-A. Okay, okay. It's the healthier of the two. Yeah, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. <laughs> It's the healthier. All right. Now we're getting a little fancier. Would you rather have a Ferrari or a Panamera? <laughs> Neither. Uh, if I had to choose, I'd say, huh. I'd go with the Panamera. Hmm. Okay. 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 Private jet or a private helicopter, like your own helicopter. Oh, private jet. 
<laughs> I knew All it. Day. I knew it. All I knew day. it. Yeah. That's on your vision board. That's on your vision board. My my mentor has a private gym, so I'm just like. (laughs) All right, horse side at an NBA game, or you get to be at the Super Bowl, but you're like, like kind of up there in the rafters. You're like on the second deck or whatever. So you're not like at a prime seat. Lakers, Lakers courtside. All right, all right, all right. That's one of my goals, season ticket Lakers courtside. Okay, okay, okay. So that's that's all I have for the games. <laughs> that's all I have for that's, the game. So yeah, that's all we had this week on this episode of the Jack of All Trades pod. Make sure you check out the next. Oh, before I before I get an outro, I forgot to say this. You have anything that you want to promote? Uh, uh yes. Um, Lamar Smith has an amazing book. I just got my copy, guys. Go out there, Amazon Prime it. Um, I don't know what else, what other platform he's got it, but please get that book. That book is amazing. This man is absolutely gifted. Um, and I also want to say one more thing, and, and this is my personal affirmation. You can take it, you can grab it, you can throw it away, but I'm going to say it to you anyways. And that is whoever's listening to this, hey, remember that you're absolutely blessed and you're absolutely highly favored. Your family deserves the absolute best version of you. Your business deserves the best version of you. But most of all, guys, this world deserves the best version of you guys. I'll see you guys at the top. All right. All right. I'm going to go back to the outro now. I just had to get that out there. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, whatever. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, Inside 380, where I'm going to have it on there. Uh, he already plugged my book for me, so I don't need to do that again. But get the book, Jack of All Trades, Rise of a Party Promoter. Follow me on Instagram or IG at Jack Onovan. I'll have Warner's info in the bio and his podcast. Listen to it. Stay in the big. LA out.